When you have questions about guns, the shooting sports, or your rights, where do you turn? Do what the pros do. When they have questions, they go to Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Tom hosts several programs on the Outdoor Channel, is a noted book author and magazine editor, and he hosts the first and only national talk radio show pertaining to these issues. You can participate by calling 1-800-TALK-GUNS and join us in the chat room at guntalk.com. Now, prepare yourself for a no-nonsense, straightforward approach to firearms and related topics. Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Welcome to Royal Preference, Her Majesty's favorite radio broadcasts. This afternoon, live from the United States of America, the Queen's favorite, Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. All right, Queenie. Yeah, we're having some fun today. Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk. I guarantee. Yes, indeed. Our number, 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. That's how you reach us. It's going to be real simple. We're going to be, uh, well, open lines. We may pull somebody in here. We have a, a chance of picking up a, a guest. We're not sure if that's going to work for us, but we are uh, definitely having some fun. We're talking about a lot of different things today. Uh, part of it is the uh, the Trolley Square shootings out in Salt Lake City and the role that uh, a defensive firearm played in that, the misunderstanding that a lot of people have about the role of self-defense guns there. We're certainly talking about uh, my friend Jim Zumbo, the hunting editor for Outdoor Life, seems to have stepped in it with a blog that he wrote where he called AR-15s terrorist rifles. don't know what Jim was meaning by that. He, I know I talked to him about 30 minutes ago. Jim is currently writing an apology. He has been on the hunt, didn't know that this thing has blown up all over the Internet with people. Uh, and it's gotten ugly. There, I don't know what it is, but you got a lot of folks on the gun rights side of things who are bullies. And you got a lot of folks on the gun rights side of things that love to eat their own. They call for uh, boycotts, the destroying of Smith & Wesson, even after the company was sold. And all the people who did that deal with the Clinton administration are long gone. Twenty years later, there's some of them still say, I'll never buy another Ruger. I mean, it's stupid, even though Bill Ruger said something dumb about 20 years ago. He's dead and in the ground. Uh, they love to turn on their own people. And I'm watching it on the Internet right now. Got to do. They're literally posting Jim Zumbo's home address on his internet sites. I'm not sure what they're thinking or I don't know what it's going, but it's that pump yourself up by beating up somebody who was, you know, thought to be one of your own or I don't know. Uh, but whenever I post on these things and I say, you know, would you like to at least hear his explanation or read what he has to say in terms of an apology? No, 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 not going to listen to that. You know, what good would that be? Because he's only doing that because of pressure being brought on him and going, well, gee, so we have a one-strike-and-you're-out death penalty here. Anybody who makes a mistake, I'm sorry, we must destroy you. Yes, you were our friend yesterday, but now you are our enemy. There's just something weird about all of that. That's my take on it. And now, look, as I always said, Zumbo's even, he's been on the show here. He said, look, he said, I'm not a gun guy. He says, I'm a hunter, you know, but be that as it may, Jim, my friend Jim has really stepped into it this time. Uh, let's go to line five. Fred's with us out of Alaska. Hello, Fred. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Good, good. Uh, about the deal with the guns and stuff like that, about self-protection. Uh -huh. My father caught a man one time, and there were no guns present. As a matter of fact, a bunch of kids stopped, and they were going, get the guns, get the guns. My dad was supposed to be watching this house next door. Mm -hmm. All right, the guy 
went running around through the woods. The old man had yelled for him to stop several times. Finally, he went across this fence, and he slipped and fell. When he slipped and fell, the old man goes, I told you to stop. And he goes, Fred, if he gets up, shoot him. Uh, Fred was not there. Fred was sitting at home. But just <laughs> so he, fact, he, he just was bluffing. He thought there was a gun there. Yeah. It totally, he did. He gave up right then and there. Well, I was about 6'8". My dad yeah. was about 5'10". Yeah. Well, so he bluffed him. a monster. Him. Well, whatever, you know, whatever works. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Good point. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the call. That's uh, that's a good one, Fred. Our, our number here is 866-TALK-GUNS, 866-TALK-GUNS. Carmine on line four out of New York. Is it Carmine? That's correct. All right. How are you? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. This, I just want to thank you for your show, uh, the Personal Defense Show. It's, uh, I think it's wonderful. I've watched every episode, and uh, especially like your uh, bits with Masada Ayub. I think they're very instructional. We, You know... I hope it, I hope it comes through. He's talking about our, our TV show, our personal defense TV. I hope it comes through how much fun we have doing that show. It does. Because, I mean, it's, you know, when they came, actually, they originally, the folks who produced that show came to me and said, we need a new show. And that's all they had. And I said, well, I know what it should be. And I told them this idea for the personal defense. And they go, ooh, I don't know if we, you know. So I, finally, we had to badger our way through and work our way through. And I said, but here's the deal. There are two people I want on this show. I want Masada Yoop and I want Clint Smith. And they're going, well, I don't know. I said, look, I'm telling you, these guys are both really, really knowledgeable and a lot of fun to be with, and they, they're going to come across well on TV. Now, here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. I got a new instructor we're going to add to this lineup, and she is going to be a lot of fun. We're not going to use her in every show, but we're going to have her in on several of them. And you're going to really like it next. The next season starts, uh, actually, I guess, on the air in October. So you're, just, you're not going to believe it. We're going to have so much fun with that one. I've had a couple of emails with uh, Ed Head over at uh, Gunsight to sign up for a course over at Gunsight this yeah. spring. And uh, it's kind of tough because I'm on the East Coast, and I'm thinking maybe Masad Ayub's course uh, at um, the mm-hmm. Institute might, might make sense. So it's kind of making it tough of which instructor to go with because you kind of relate with all of them. They're, they're excellent. <laughs> they're all so good. You're not going to get a bad instructor. But, well, the, the woman we're going to be uh, trying to get her on, we're trying to convince her to, to do it with us, is Illing New. And we've had her on the show here before. And she's an instructor at Gunsight and uh, really a lot of fun. But if you, can, if you can at all do it, I cannot encourage you strongly enough to get out to Arizona and get to Gunsight and take that course. Once you've done that, you may want to, the next trip, go all the way across the country, go to Oregon and go to Clint Smith's place at Thunder Ranch. I mean, but Gunsight is the granddaddy of all of them, and you need to have gone to that one. It sounds like it. I mean, it's some, some good emails from Ed explaining the, the advantages of it. He's a I good mean, guy. I, just, I just received my uh, concealed carry permit in New York State, so I guess I'm one, one top, uh, right. one-tenth of one percent of law-abiding citizens in the country uh, to obtain one of those. It's kind of difficult in New York, as you know. Well, what can I help you with? Um, what I what I want to do is I've, I've gotten a uh, Smith & Wesson revolver, 686. I think uh, that made most sense for me as far as to learn on. Uh, and I want to do is get a, also a pocket carry. Mm-hmm. Looking at the one that Sadayub had, uh, he had that 340 PD, uh, right? The lightweight. 
uh, to put in your pocket, the Scandium. But I've been looking at, and I've actually placed an order for a 340 uh, uh, M&P, the new model that's coming out. Yep. But it's not out yet, and it's uh, the price is out, but uh, it's, apparently it's not deliverable yet. And the main reason I did that was because of the excess sites that are on it. I, I was trying to call earlier when the, the president was on ah. But uh, it appears that that's a really adva- advantageous site, and I'm, you know, late 40s, nearsighted. You know, to see that front sight is, is a bit of a challenge. And I was wondering how that actually works with the integrated U-notch that's in the back of that gun. It the works. Re- sites kind of work differently than the other sites because well, you, you what, cover the target. What it does is it gives you a big old honking dot out there. Now, I'm going to go you one more. I'm going to at least offer this thought, and I, I think the... Two-inch barrel, thirty-eight or three-fifty-seven revolver is a very good choice for a lot of people, and I have come to believe. I, I just put one on my wife's Model sixty. She's got a Smith and Wesson Model sixty, an older uh, thirty-eight revolver. I put a set of the Crimson Trace laser grips on it. It is simply unbelievable what a difference that makes. Uh, it is difficult to shoot ac- accurately with a two-inch barrel gun. It's possible. But it's difficult because you have the short sight radius and a little bitty twitch of the hand, of course, adjusts. With a laser sight, you simply put the dot on the target. And you're making holes right in the center of the paper with this thing. And it doesn't matter what the distance is. If the if the dot's on the target, the bullet will go to the dot. Uh, I would encourage you strongly to consider that. They have on the new MNT is with the laser grip already coming from the factory. Is it, is the one you ordered, it has the laser grip yes, on it? it has, oh. You have a choice oh, you, with, with or without, and I've read enough about it to see that it makes sense to do. Are you, uh, you're, you're in high cotton now. I'm telling you, you, you are going to love that revolver. No kidding. The only difference is between that and the PD is the, is the titanium barrel versus the stainless barrel. I'm not sure what the advantage is one of the other. A little bit of weight. A little bit of weight. Not not a big deal. And, you know, and if you can save, I mean, the, the PD is excellent, but, boy, it's expensive. You know, no, no doubt about it. But no, I think you have done very, very well. That's a good choice. You're going to really like that thing. Listen, I had better scoot out here, or they're going to be yelling at me to uh, take a break here because I know that I am late on the break, guys. Eight six six Talk Guns. Eight six six Talk Guns. As you might imagine, we are open lines because, well, maybe I'm a little ADD and I can't focus on any one thing. So, <laughs> anything you want to talk about, holler. Eight six six Talk Guns. When you're tired of compromises, when you want the best, when you demand performance that's worth the price, grab a Benelli. Serious shooters agree, the most durable, the most reliable auto-loading shotgun is Benelli. Benelli uses the kinetic energy of the shot shell for safe, clean, and reliable functioning. The rotating bolt head locks up for strength and safety. The Benelli Black Eagle sets the standard for reliability in auto-loaders. Competition shooters and hunters around the world rave about the Black Eagle's quick handling. The incredible Super Black Eagle was the first auto-loading shotgun to handle the massive 3.5-inch Magnum 12-gauge shot shell. But it can digest 3-inch Magnum and even standard loads without so much as a hiccup. The Super Black Eagle remains a standard for waterfowlers, the folks who use their shotguns in the toughest of conditions. Also check out the superb handling Super 90 or the fast and lightweight Montefeltro 20-gauge. No matter which Benelli you choose, you're getting the best. Benelli, performance worth the price. Hey, want to get that huge Brownells catalog for free? Now you can get this source for parts, cleaning products, gunsmith supplies, and tools for just a phone call. Brownells is famous for selection, service, and satisfaction. Tell them you heard about it on Tom Gresham's Gun Talk, and they'll send it to you for free. 
Call 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. 1-800-741-0015. The Brownells Catalog for free. 1-800-741-0015. Taurus Millennium pistols feature lightweight, ease of use, and reliability. Now add raw 45 caliber power to that with the incredible PT-145, a subcompact auto with a full 10-round magazine. The PT-145 has a manual safety, the Taurus security system, and a great price. Only 23 ounces, the polymer frame, double action, only PT-145 is the best value in a compact 45. And you can get it with night sights. Check out the PT-145 at TAURUSUSA.com. Hunters need bullets they can depend on. Accurate bullets that hit hard, create massive hydraulic shock, penetrate tough muscle and heavy bone. Bullets that kill quickly, dropping animals in their tracks. The triple shock is 100% copper. Multiple grooves in the bullet shank reduce pressures and create deadly accuracy. The Barnes triple shock consistently outshoots the competition. That's the bottom line. Available to hand loaders or can be purchased in Federal, Corbon, Black Hills, and Weatherby factory ammunition. Hey, muzzle loaders! You know Jim Shockey. He's the guy that hunts with muzzle loaders all over the world. You've seen Jim's adventures on TV. Jim found a new black powder replacement good enough to get him to switch. Once he saw how clean American Pioneer powder was and confirmed it was just as accurate as what he was using, Shockey switched, and so should you. Experienced muzzle loaders know what a pain it is to have the barrel foul up, destroying accuracy and making cleanup a real bear. The line of black powder replacements from American Pioneer Powder reduces fouling so much, you'll spend a lot more time shooting and less time cleaning. It cleans up with just water. Perfect for all types of muzzle loaders and cartridge black powder shooting, including flintlocks, cap and ball revolvers, and paper patched bullets. For information on the complete line of powders, including loading data, photos of muzzle loading trophies, and a dealer near you, visit AmericanPioneerPowder.com. That's AmericanPioneerPowder.com. Hey, I'm coming back with you. Just getting off the cell phone with uh, my good friend Jim Zumbo. He's going to be giving us a call here. Uh, Amy, do we have a line available for Jim if he calls in? No. Okay. I'll tell you what. Amy, call him on that number I gave you. Uh, that's his home number. And we'll see if we can get uh, Jim in here. Let's go to Bob on line three. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Oh, Tom? Yes, sir. Uh, during the first hour, you mentioned something about the D.C. gun ban and Marion Barry, Mary Barry's suggestion to drop it for 90 days. Yes. If we could confine our uh, discussion to handguns, we know where that's going. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, legally, uh, a D.C. resident can't legally buy a handgun anywhere in the country under federal law. Well, that's what he's talking about. He's, re- he's talking about repealing that aspect. And so it would be illegal for a D.C. person to own and buy a handgun, but only for 90 days. Well, where is he going to buy one? There are no gun dealers in D.C., are there? Uh, well, that's a good point. They've been 30 years without being able to sell guns there. So where are you going to buy one? They don't any handguns there. <laughs> It's, you know, hey, look, he's a crackhead. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? This is the former mayor of D.C. who got caught smoking crack with a prostitute. You know, what do you, it's just well, bizarre. If you, if you drop the, uh, the the gun ban for 90 days, let's say you register what you've already got that you never registered before. You're admitting you held a gun illegally. That's it. And then somebody well, can what come. What do with that information, do you suppose? I can't imagine. I'm sure they're going to do, you know, they're just good people and they want to give you a chance to, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I, I'm not going to be spending any of my vacation dollars there. <laughs> okay. Thanks, sir. I appreciate the call, Bob. Uh, Richard's on five. Hey, out of Corpus Christi. Hey, Richard, you're up. Hey, Tom, I appreciate your self-defense 
program on TV on the Outdoor Channel. Thank My you. My question is this. I have small hands, and I had a Glock 36, and I had a carry conceal license. Okay. Well, I couldn't hit anything with it. Yeah. I mean, at the closest range, I was six inches from point of aim. At the furthest range, I was hitting the target next to me. Yeah. I've got a 1911. I shoot that very well. I sold the Glock and got a Ruger P97. Mm. Oh, that. Well, yeah. the problem with that one is if I carry conceal with that, I've got to have a belt and suspenders to keep my pants up. Uh, i got a suggestion for you to try. You want a uh, like a high-capacity Glock-type gun that will fit your hand? Yeah, 45 caliber. Uh, get your hands on either. There's two new ones. One's been out for several years. The uh, Springfield XD may work for you. If that doesn't work, try the brand-new Smith & Wesson M&P. Uh, it's got an, a very interesting grip on it because they have replaceable panels on the back side of the grip, so you can adjust it. What you're really doing is adjusting. If it, being a shotgun, it'd be like a length of pull. It's the distance that your trigger finger has to reach out to get on the trigger. So the M&P, you can replace these rear panels on the grip and adjust it for different size hands. That's what I'm looking at because I've got I, when I was young, when I, about 200 years ago, when I was younger, I could wear children's gloves. <laughs> but, you know, okay. a 1911, I don't have any trouble. I can hit a, a gallon jar, uh, you know, milk carton at 50 yards or more just well, taking a ranging shot. Right. It doesn't torque in my hands. It just throws the empty back into my eye. Ah, okay. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 I'll just check that out. I know where they have it. Both of those, well, the M&P in particular. I know where there's one in town. I'll go check oh, it out. Oh, good, good. Yeah, try that and I'll tell you what you do. After you do that, give me a holler and let me know how it works for you, okay? Good. And guys, do you know this projection business you were talking about? Yep. I ran into a deal with a guy like that. He he was, we were just, a bunch of us sitting around discussing things, and he said that, well, I picked up a gun one time, and I thought of all the things, I had, this thing gives me the power of life and death over anything <laughs> in my past. He's got a big rant and rave like that. And I said, oh, yeah. You need to go see a shrink. Yeah, what? you know, and you, what I tell the people, I said, you know what, you're right. You shouldn't have a gun. Don't you feel that way? Look, I handle everything from derringers with 22 shorts to 90 millimeter anti-tank weapons, and all I could think of was how heavy the damn anti-tank gun was. That the 22 short was good for roaches. So I don't have those feelings. And he said, "Well, these people have carry licenses. I can always tell who they are by the way they look. This, that." Now he just went a big rant, and I said, "You can." He said, "Well, I said, well, how many people do you think here are carry?" He said, "Nobody." There was four of us that were, and we each reached through our pockets and put the magazines on the table. He turned green. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. They, they they just don't get it. Listen, I've got a scoot. I appreciate the call. Let me uh, do this. Let's bring in uh, our, my good friend, longtime friend, uh, Jim Zumbo, has joined us here. Just got back from a hunt uh, and walked into a hornet's nest. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Boy, a hornet's nest is an understatement, Tom. <laughs> Man, alive. I, I've kind of explained uh, before you got here what's going on, and you wrote this uh, piece. I guess it was just part of your blog, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, in fact, I just answered it. If anyone wants to know exactly what I said, I just posted a new blog, and it's a total apology, and kind of explains my position for basically activating my mouth before engaging my brain. <laughs> oh, man. I, I tell you, you know, and it, one of the things that's interesting about this, and let me back up and just essentially the uh, the post uh, on the Outdoor Life blog, it says, you know, 
you were talking about AR-15s, and I know a lot of people use AR-15s for varmint hunting and all. And you made a couple of comments about, well, I just don't think those are appropriate for hunting. And you know, look, I get it. You know, I I'm a guy who really likes nice looking guns, but there are. And I have said this openly. They got some folks on our side of the fence that actually would be doing us a favor if they went to the other side sometimes mm-hmm. because they react. Now, I don't know if you have seen it, but there are actually people posting your home address. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's getting real ugly yep. out there. Yep. And I don't know if it comes from a sense of they, they feel as though they've been betrayed. And, and In fact, on uh, one of the blogs I've been saying, well, how about we just listen to the guy and find out? No, 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 not going to do that. I said, well. What, do we have like a one strike and you're out with a death penalty? And they're going, yeah, that's it. Make one mistake and you're gone. And we're like, wow, you guys are harsh. Yeah. So what did you say in your apology? Oh, golly. Basically, I said that uh, I was completely ignorant of the widespread interest in AR-15s and similar firearms. You know, honestly, Tom, I've been hunting for... Oh, golly, 50-some years, and I've hunted every state for deer, and only once have I seen anyone use an AR-15 on a deer hunt. And I was just hunting coyotes in southeast Wyoming uh, the last four days, and one of the guides told me that there's a huge interest among prairie dog hunters using those types of guns, and I I didn't believe him. You know, I must be living in a vacuum. I, I really didn't, and... Uh, I'm wrong. I can see now where there are a lot of folks, and good folks. I've already talked to some people today. Um, one guy who was a SWAT team officer and was in the military, and and uh, he told me I was wrong. I agreed with him, and we had a nice conversation. So hopefully, you know, he'll take my apology as well as everyone else. But one thing that bothers me is that were some things said about me being unpatriotic. And as I said in my blog, I fly the flag every day of the year in front of my house. Yeah, I've been to your house. I know there's a flag there. <laughs> and last year we had an essay contest uh, for uh, members of our military who were in harm's way, and uh, 500 contestants, we chose one, uh, a fellow who was uh, hurt badly on Christmas Day in 2004. Two of his buddies were killed. I took him on a free hunt to Botswana. And this year we're taking two more members of the military on a free hunt to uh, for elk and moose. So, my gosh, you know, I absolutely support everything our military does. I, I and, know and, that. And our current government. So yeah, I, I, I hate to see me placed in some kind of a... Well, a lot of these comments are way over the top and off the wall. I mean, and all you got to do is look at some of these Internet deals. The other thing is you always you got to have to remember that uh, the Internet is not necessarily the real world. Jim, can you hold on with us through this break okay. here? You that bet. would be great. We're talking with Jim Zumbo uh, from Outdoor Life magazine, Jim Zumbo's World, his uh, TV show on the Outdoor Channel, and a long-time, I'm talking 30-plus-year long-time friend of mine. Uh we're, we're getting this thing sorted out, so everybody kind of hang with us. I'm Tom Gresham. You're listening to Gun Talk. Hey, welcome back. Tom Gresham here. It's Gun Talk. Talking with my good friend Jim Zumbo. He's the uh, hunting editor of uh, Outdoor Life and has his own TV show on the Outdoor Channel. And he and I have hunted various places together over the years. And, uh, you know, occasionally uh, it's, a, it's a bad deal when you watch a friend have a train wreck or a car wreck. And I just watched Jim step in at big time. Is that, is that fair, Jim? <laughs> 
Totally fair. Absolutely. Okay. Never seen anything like it. All right. Uh, basically, I posted, uh, you just wrote something on your blog, on the Outdoor Life blog, and it just caused a firestorm like I've never seen before. Uh, and essentially, Boy, what, a, what a legacy to put on my tombstone, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the thing that probably has ticked people off the most is when you said an AR-15 is a terrorist's rifle. I know. I, I absolutely understand that. And Because uh, like yeah. I can tell you, I own three of them, and I love them. So wh- what's going on? Well, Tom, again, I've seen one in use in my life, and, you know, people are amazed that I'm not really fascinated with guns. I'm a, I'm a hunting writer, and if right. I wasn't in this business, I'd probably own five guns. And I really don't keep up with what's going on. Last year, for the first time, I was fishing in Alaska, and we went out in, uh, in a boat. We were, we were fishing for halibut, and somebody had an AR-15, and I shot at some kelp, and it was a lot of fun. But I, at that point in time, again, this is my opinion, I just didn't think that it was suitable for the deer woods, and man, am I wrong. You know, I, I, <laughs> Look, we're, we're going to start a, a deal about you being a kelp killer, too. <laughs> Look, I understand what you're saying. because well, let, me, let me say one thing. All right, go ahead. Um, a, a blog is, I'm sure you know what a blog is. When I started writing this, my boss said, you know, is, this is your opinion. It's not Outdoor Life's opinion. It's nobody's opinion. None of your sponsors. Say what you want to say. Wake up in the morning and blog and say whatever the heck it is. And that's what I did. And unfortunately, I didn't think this through. I had been hunting coyotes in Wyoming. The wind blew 60 miles an hour all day. I came back into camp tired and exhausted. And I should have gone to bed. But I got into this discussion with a guide who told me about many hunters who were using AR-15s and similar weapons for, for prairie dogs. And mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, that's okay, there's a controversial blog. And I thought maybe I'd get 10 or 15 comments. And the last time I looked, I've had 2,800. But, uh, again, I, I totally apologize. I didn't realize how many folks out there use them. And you're going to love this. I just talked to Ted Nugent, and Ted said, Zumbo. You know, you and I go back a long ways, but you screwed up. So <laughs> Ted and I are now planning on a deer hunt. We're using AR-15s. How's that? Outstanding. Good for you guys. Uh, That's I a true tell story, you, and I'm not making that up. No, I know. Ted. I, you know, look, I came to this slowly. I, see, I came to guns kind of the same way that you did. I'm basically a hunter and like to shoot and all. And everybody knows, I've said many times on the show here that I've never had a huge interest in military guns and don't really know a lot about them. But I kind of got into the ARs slowly. Actually, I bought I bought one. I never shot one. I bought one uh, when they were going to have the Clinton gun ban, the assault weapons ban in 94. I said, you know what, if they're going to ban them, I'm going to buy one. And that's what got me into it. Well, after I got into it and I started shooting, I thought, well, this thing's fun. It's kind of like... The whole time I've been wondering, what's everybody so jazzed up about these things? Then you go out and shoot one, and you go, oh, I get it. These things are a lot of fun. And then I start finding out you know, all the things you can do with it, and it's a, it's a real – but and, – and I've said this a lot. I'm not saying this just now. People have heard me say it. They're ugly. You know, AKs are ugly. ARs are ugly. Uh, they don't appeal to my sense of what's a pretty gun. I like nice walnut and pretty wood and all that, but I like to shoot them. So – all that's just my way of saying I understand where you were coming from because that's where I was before I started getting into all this. Well, see, I'm probably at that that uh, that level where you are and you started. Who knows? Heck, I might get into those and, and just enjoy the heck out of them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the uh, the last word here because i got a lot of people listening right now because they just found out that you're here and they've all tuned in and they want to hear what you know Jim Zumbo who said that I've got a terrorist gun 
he, they want to hear what you have to say, so you talk directly to them. Okay. Well, like, like I said, I, I wrote that blog when I shouldn't have. I was tired from a long day of hunting, and I did not think it through. And I um, have never shot one of those guns except once last year, and I've only seen one in 53 years of hunting in the field. And I just honestly had a perception that they weren't really, you know, what we want to be perceived as, uh, as hunters carrying around the woods, and I'm wrong. And now I realize how many folks use them, and I intend to use one myself and try it out. And, uh, you know, we all make mistakes, and I just, uh, I just hope that the folks who were offended um, – will give me the oh the opportunity to say hey I'm sorry and I'll do all the damage control I can. One caller said, "Hey man, you 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 have now offered ammo to all the all the wrong people and he's probably in a sense right and I really apologize for that." Well, you know, and look, I, I was saying earlier, you and I have been through at least two big battles that were you and I were standing shoulder to shoulder fighting for gun rights, defending when one case we walked away from a uh, essentially a, a family of people that we've known for exactly 30, right. 30 years. You and I both stood up for the NRA in, yeah. a, in a scenario. We, that we divorced was, ourselves from a couple absolutely. of thousand good friends because of that. Yep. After 35 years of professionally acquainted with that organization, you and I walked because it was offensive to gun writers and shooters. And yeah. uh, I wanted to say, too, that what I said was completely my opinion. You know, none of the companies that I deal with had any knowledge of what I wrote. I wrote it spontaneously. It was late at night, and I shouldn't have. So, you know, I hope that they don't bear the brunt of what I said. If they do, again, I, I apologize, and that was never the intent for, for what I had uh, had blogged about. All right. I let's just not... should have not stuck my foot in my mouth, Tom. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> well, listen, I'll let you get back to it. I know you just got back from a hunt, and I appreciate you taking some time with us here, Jim. Well, okay, and, you know, if anybody wants to uh, comment on the blog, please do so, both sides. Uh, and, again, uh, I'm going to find out what these what these weapons are all about. I'm going to go out and have some fun with them. That'll work. Listen, you take care, my friend. Jim Zumbo from Outdoor Life. If you want to take a look at his blog, go to outdoorlife.blogs.com. That's outdoorlife.blogs.com. Dot com. You can see what all of this is all about. Or you can call us right here. We can talk about it. 866-TALK-GUNS. 866-TALK-GUNS. Someone once compared sporting plays playing golf with a shotgun. When was the last time golf was this exciting? Every station offers a different challenge, but they all have one thing in common. The action is fast, and you have to earn every broken target. Not what you expected? Then give shooting a try. Find out how, where to get started, and much more at huntandshoot.org. Hey, shooters, Taurus does it again. This time they've recreated the most famous gallery gun of all time, the Winchester Model 62 Pump Action 22 Rim Fire. Only now it's even better. Sure, the Taurus Model 62 has a classic corncob 4-end, great wood-to-metal fit, and a takedown action, but now it has a more reliable feeding mechanism, button rifling for accuracy, and the built-in Taurus security system. Check out the Taurus Model 62 and the Model 72 in 22 Magnum at TAURUSUSA.com. This portion of Gun Talk is brought to you by Harrington and Richardson, H&R 1871, America's single-shot experts. Hunting is an ancient and respected tradition, and the skilled and self-confidence single-shot hunter represents the pinnacle of that tradition. For generations, Harrington and Richardson has contributed to the success of that hunter. 
When one shot has to count, hunters count on Harrington and Richardson. H&R, 1871. World champion marksman Doug Koenig shoots his firearms 100,000 times every year. Doug has never had a firearm accident. And thanks to Project Child Safe, Doug's firearms are safe around his children, too. Project Child Safe provides free gun locks for your community. Firearm safety is no accident. Project Child Safe is brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the National Shooting Sports Foundation. For more information, visit our website, projectchildsafe.org. You know, I've always liked aperture or peep sights on my rifles. Long ago, I'd remove the insert from the peep on my lever action, throw it away, and use the big hole for super fast shooting. Now, the folks at XS Sights make ghost ring sights that are even better than the ones I used. They're lightning fast, accurate, and they let you keep the trim lines of your lever action hunting rifle. I'm a believer. Now, if you hunt with a scope or use a bolt action, XS Sights has a ghost ring backup sight for you, too. If your scope gets damaged, just pop it off and put on XS Sight's Ghost Ring Backup. It takes only a minute, and you're still hunting with an exceptional sight. You put a lot into each hunt, and it's only smart to have a backup for that all-important sighting system. The Ghost Ring Backup works on most scope mounts, and it can save your hunt. Check it out at XSSights.com. That's XSSights.com. Or call 888-744-4880 and tell them Tom Gresham sent you. What's that? It's my Trigicon. What's a Trigicon? Only the best rifle scope in the world. <laughs> Says who? Uh, how about the U.S. Marine Corps, Special Forces, Navy SEALs? You heard of these guys? Sure. Well, they're all using Trigicons. Let me see it. Wow, this is really sharp. And a lot of professional hunters are using Trigicon, too. You probably caught it on some TV and radio shows. Yeah, I have heard some of them swear by their Trigicon. I swear by it. You know, I could have been a Navy SEAL. Well, the closest you're going to get now is buying a Trigicon. Hey. Trigicon is the brand of rifle scopes that more and more hunters are swearing by. That's because every Trigicon is handcrafted using the finest optic materials. The bright aiming point can guarantee you a great hunt from dawn to dusk. Get your Trigicon at a dealer near you or visit them on the web at Trigicon.com. That's T-R-I-J-I-C-O-N.com. Trigicon. Brilliant aiming solutions. Hey, welcome back to Gun Talk. Tom Gresh of 866-TALK-GUNS. Let's go to the phone. Ed's with us out on line five out of Woodmere, New York. Hey, Ed. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Good. I must say, I'd rather be talking to you about the uh, free site than about this uh, <laughs> issue here, but I okay. get in a little late. <clears throat> Anyhow, in the guy's apology, he seemed to be completely missing the fact that that uh, it's not the gun that's a terrorist weapon, it's the person that's a terrorist. No, 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 and no. And he's, no. he's, Jim he's knows apologizing that. because a lot of people own him. That's, that's not right. Well, let's back up. Okay. okay. Um... And here's the deal. I, there are people all over the Internet right now who are mad at me for this. I'm, I'm looking at the inter- messages going flying by. Uh, all I can tell you is that I know Jim, okay? And I've known Jim literally for 35 years. Uh, Jim is as good a person and a staunch a defender of gun rights as I know on the earth. The only thing is Jim only knows what Jim knows. You, you can't know what you don't know. He's, you know, fired a, an AR one time in his life, doesn't know anything about him, and probably all he knows about him is what he reads in papers. 
he that's just a world he doesn't know anything about. And so he threw a, a, an idea out there, screwed it up, and, you know, hey, he, he's owning up to it. Um, he, of course he knows the terrorist, you know, the weapon is not the terrorist and people are the terrorist. It was a real poor choice of words, and he said he wrote it late at night. Of course, the, the problem here, you know, when you write for a magazine, you get to write something, and then it sits there, and then you send it in, and it's three or four months before it gets published, and you got everybody else has got a chance at it to edit it or come back and say, hey, is that what you really meant to say? You really shouldn't write something like this late at night and hit the send button and post it on the Internet for the world to see without a chance to sleep on it. Well, anyhow, as in Ugly gun owner, uh, you know, I could, you could understand why a lot of people would take Hey, it me anyhow. too. You know, I, when I saw it, the first thing I did was pick up the phone and said, you know, call and talk to his wife. She said, well, Jim's on a hunt. He didn't know anything about this. I said, well, let me tell. They had no idea. And, and I said, let me tell you what's going on. And she goes, oh, wow. So I w- I've been calling him during the commercial breaks while the show's on saying, buddy, you need to get in front of this thing because it's, you know, and he knows now. He's, he's got it. He, trust me, he gets the message. Thanks, Ed. Let's, I appreciate the call. Let's talk to Matthew on four out of Portland. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Tom. Uh, apology rejected. I think he needs to sit down and write a letter to every American military man who was running around the world terrorizing the world with an, an M16 AR-15 type rifle. Um, he's the kind of guy that's going to cost us our gun rights. Every time that uh, the government comes after us evil black rifle owners, they think, well, they don't hunt with them. You shouldn't hunt with them. Uh, they're evil. They're terrorist weapons, and they stand by and do nothing while they take these away. The next time somebody goes hunting with a rifle, somebody's going to call it, hey, look at that scoped, high-powered sniper rifle. We need to do something about that. So, Matthew, um, a guy doesn't get a chance to make right if he screws up and come back and say, I screwed it up? If he had said this off the top of his head on the radio, verbally, you know, you say, jeez, I really stuck my foot in my mouth. I'm sorry. Uh, he put this on paper and had time to think about it. And like you said, he said he was tired from a hunt. But if this guy has been writing for about guns and hunting for forty years and he's ignorant of the of no he doesn't he, no 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 back up back up he does not write about guns he writes about hunting and that's an important point I think that people ought to get here this is not a gun writer it's a hunting writer yeah, like you said he told me a year ago he said I said would you like to come on the show he says Tom he says I don't really know much about guns so really he says no he says I hunt he says you know it's like a hammer to me. I don't know much about guns. He didn't, you know. I, and so, I mean, look, I guess what I'm saying is, is no one allowed to make a mistake and then say, guys, I screwed up. I knew nothing about this area. Knew nothing about it. And obviously I was wrong. I mean, what is it you want him to do at this point? As a 40-year hunter and, and, and not being a gun guy, I don't think that washes, you know. Uh, well, I know a lot of people who are hunters and don't know beans about guns guns in just as evil guns, not as hunting rifles and assault rifles. To the gun grabbers, a gun is a gun. It doesn't matter if it's an evil black rifle or an evil walnut rifle. They're all the same thing. And when, when we get in trouble as an EBR owner and these guys stand there and say, yeah, it's an assault rifle, no one would ever use that. I understand. Look, and, I understand. I, I, I've been to the sporting clays ranges where they say, I don't care if they take away those guns. I'll still have my shotgun. They can take those evil black rifles. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying it seems a whole lot less than charitable to me to tell a guy, you screwed up, 
and you can never make up for it. I will never accept your apology. There's nothing you can do. It's a one mistake, and it's a death penalty deal. I, that does not seem right to me. I think you've got to let a guy say, I screwed up. I, look, I understand. You don't agree with me? Okay, fair. We'll just have to agree to disagree on this one, okay? Our number is 866-TALK-GUNS. If you want to wade in on it, hey, go ahead. I know you're listening. You're watching it on the Internet. Give me a holler. Let her fly. 866-TALK-GUNS. Welcome back to Gun Talk. Let's go straight to the phones. Line five. Bill is in Cortez, Colorado. Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, my comment was on the AR-15 of that type, or uh, if it's AK-47. You look what they did in California. Um, you can own one, but it has to be a single shot. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it has to be a single shot. I think it has to be blocked. The magazine's blocked off so that it's a uh, ten shot, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You might want to check into that for sure. I, just I mean, single it. shot means you got to put one cartridge in after you shoot it. Yeah. Uh, they've got some restrictions. You know, uh, it just gives ammo to uh, the activists, the gun activists, to, you know, like you said, to make them out to be some type of evil evil gun. Um, I just wish that, because any time that somebody that has a famous name makes a comment like that, you know, they're going to be on the bandwagon against us. And uh, I've was telling your uh, screener, I said that my my son-in-law is a on the SWAT team in Florida, and mm-hmm. people like that, that, you know, they need to practice all the time. If they want to go either to the range or go out and maybe shoot squirrels or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't need to be made out to, you know, you got to practice to be good, so, you know, to be made what, to be what do you, what do you, A lot of evil people, the gun doesn't make people do things evil, you know what I'm saying? Of course not. Of course not. I mean, I understand what you're saying. What do you think of Jim's uh, apology? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he realized that, you know, everybody, yeah, I accept his apology, and I'm glad he's going to go with Ted and go out and go see that, you know, that they're a lot of fun. He, like, he, he, just, he needs some exposure. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I don't know, Ted Nugent, I watch him on. Well, look, with, with Nugent, you get all kinds of exposure. You never know what you're going to get with him. Listen, Bill, I, I apologize. I've got to run. I've got to get some more calls in here. Uh, Les is with us out of Celine on Line 4. Celine, Louisiana. Hey, Les. Hey, Tom. Uh, he may have already exposed himself, but I <laughs> I, I wanted to say, uh, you know, he's up on Jim. He, he really is a great guy. But, uh, uh and I think it was Dave Petzl a few years ago made mention that he really wished that uh, nobody had ever started importing the SKSs and people went insane on him. Well, what he was talking about was that it, you know, the the fact that it was that ugly gun did give the anti that back then the anti gunners were really going on that. But uh, you talked about Bill Ruger in his comment some twenty years ago. I have mm-hmm. a friend who tells me he will not buy a new Ruger. He'll buy a used one uh, because of that comment. But he has a dozen or more SKSs, AK-47 types, made in communist China. Does it, it just strikes me as, I mean, I see these things on the Internet, and people say, well, I'm not going to buy a Smith & Wesson because of what they did 10 years ago or, or 15 years ago. Or I'm not going to buy a Ruger because of what Bill Ruger said 20 years ago. And I'm just thinking... 
I don't get it. There's just something odd going on here. Uh, you know, I understand wanting to improve everything, and people have said to, to Zombo, hey, you screwed up, and he came back and said, yeah, I screwed up. You're right. I had, said, didn't know. I'm sorry. Don't know. I don't know what else the people want him to do, but I'm, I'm looking at the Internet as I'm doing all of this, and essentially there are people who want the equivalent of the death penalty because a guy had an opinion and said things that they didn't agree with, and they, they've taken offense to it. And the part, here's the part I don't get. Okay, I, look, I understand getting upset. What I don't get is not accepting a guy's apology. That part I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know if you have any... any t- tell you what, I, I don't know. I just That part I don't get. If you want to wade in more on this, by all means, go to one of the Internet sites uh, that have something to do with guns. Thehighroad.org. Thehighroad.org is where you can see... A couple of couple of posts there. Uh, you can go to ar15.com. You can go to a bunch of other ones. Uh, put on your flak jacket and your Nomex flame suit when you go there. And you may want to read without posting for a while because uh, they're out for blood. And anybody who sticks his toe in the water around there is going to get eaten. Hey, everybody, have a great week. Take somebody to the range with you. Go out, do some shooting, buy a gun. Get one of those evil black rifles while you're at it. I'm Tom Gresham. We'll see you next week.